Season 3, Episode 4 of the Talking Ball Y'all Podcast. Thank you for joining us once again on the podcast, and let's get right in uh, to the roundtable. This week we'll start with college baseball, and we'll look at Ole Miss. Ole Miss ranked 13th in the nation. They're 5 and two on the year they won two out of three this past weekend over in new orleans jeff against tulane yep and, and old miss has picked up you know right where they left off last year as you see 13th in the nation of course they're you're going to see that that ranking probably climb as they as they get to this postseason that's what we our preseason i should say is what we call it before you get into sec play but old miss is no stranger uh to being uh being ranked in the in the top 25 and with their bats uh, coming alive as, as they uh, played this weekend. Uh, look for Ole Miss to be a name uh, right there up in the top 25 for baseball. Absolutely, and they've got a, a program visiting Oxford that certainly got a story baseball history. Long Beach right. State uh, will visit Oxford, and uh, they are – are normally year in year out uh, a really good baseball program so uh, that's who Oxford and Ole Miss has coming and visiting this weekend looking and we'll stay with Ole Miss and kind of talk basketball they're 19 and 8 on the basketball season and they have Tennessee coming to Oxford tonight in a big matchup and we'll have a lot to say about uh, possible tournament tournament hopes yep and Tennessee was a team uh that kind of I guess shocked some of the voters there because they were number one for a while uh in the in the top 25 Tennessee and people say Tennessee yes we're talking about the men's club Tennessee we're used to seeing the Lady Vols uh, up there high in the rankings but Tennessee uh you know but we've seen them fall a little bit uh as as they've got a loss coming in and you've seen the voters kind of saying okay now uh, we had you up at number one, but now we're going to see, you know, we're going to put you down and start ranking them down. But a uh, very uh, going to be a tough ball game for Ole Miss uh, playing Tennessee. And, and with all the impl- uh, implications on the line, as you're talking about a tournament bird. Yep, coming off of uh, Tennessee, going to come in angry off that loss to LSU. And so we'll see how they compete in Oxford tonight. Mississippi State, as we move to Startville in our round table, their baseball program off to a good start. They're ranked number nine in the country. They are seven and one. Took two two out of three against our uh, Southern Miss Golden Eagles and have played really good baseball. They're pitching what they've rolled out is going to be, in my mind, uh, tough to beat all year long. And so um, they are seven and one, as we've mentioned. They play in the Frisco Classic uh, this weekend, Jeff, and that's over in Frisco, Texas, against three really good teams. They play Sam Houston State, Texas Tech, who is a top-10 team, and then Nebraska, who year in, year out, uh, competes at a high level in baseball. So that's going to be a good testing there for the Bulldogs. Yep, and you're talking about Mississippi State. No stranger uh, to to getting deep in region play or the regionals and super regionals, uh, Texas Tech, Sam Houston State. Can't really call teams like Long Beach State or Sam Houston State Cinderella's anymore uh, as far as making it deep uh, in the postseason play because them teams are there each and every year uh, competing. But Mississippi State, as you mentioned, um, USM up there, hard fault game on a Friday, one to nothing. USM, I think it was in 10 innings. And then the pitching just dominated and went off uh, for the Bulldogs Saturday and Sunday. Kind of a heartbreaker there for the Golden Eagles. Yep, a tough weekend uh, for Southern Miss. To look at, to stay with uh, State and just to look at their basketball program, 21 and 7. They've gotten hot here uh, of late. They've got a really good team, and their next opponent will be over at Auburn. So uh, State and Ole Miss. 
both putting together good basketball uh, seasons and 21 and seven in the SEC, a pretty good mark there for uh, Startville and for Mississippi State and on the basketball side. Yep, you see the the Mississippi State Bulldogs, the men's team, as you mentioned, 21 and seven, uh, but the Lady Bulldogs has been right there in the top five, if not the top ten, all season in the nation, and they are rolling too. So. Big things happening in Startville uh, with the men's and women's team as the regular season's kind of wrapping up, but then you're going to start getting the seeding for the SEC tournament. Absolutely, and as we move down south uh, and closer to my heart, <laughs> Southern Miss, USM and baseball ranked 23rd, uh, still ranked. That right. kind of goes to show you exactly what people are thinking about Mississippi State's program. You lose two out of three uh, to them, and you still stay in that Baseball America uh, top 25 um, Southern Miss lost a, a tough one last night to UNO. So they're four and three on the year. They've lost three in a row, and they'll look to get well against a, a pretty good Gonzaga team uh, this weekend. Will come to the Pete, and uh, Southern Miss simply has to hit the ball better. Uh, Jeff had some defensive miscues that hurt them in, in the state series, but. If you hit the ball better, uh, maybe some of that isn't as glaring. Only scored one run against UNO last night. And so uh, some uh, uh, USM fans maybe all, uh, were, we, were quick to be concerned, uh, but over the last uh, four ball games just haven't hit the baseball. Well, and, and, and not to be concerned, the 4-3 and three record might make you concerned as a USM, a USM fan, but if you look at the teams they played, they swept Purdue – uh, two weeks ago, and then had a rain out against Troy, didn't get to play that game, but then go on a road to a stout Mississippi State team and, and snuck out that first win. And I say snuck it out, it was a one nothing ball, uh, ball game, as we just mentioned. But then Saturday was in the ball game, 0-0 for a long time. And then, then USM, just like you said, they couldn't hit the ball. And then once the starting pitching got pulled for USM, it's like the bullpen kind of struggled a little bit too. Uh, and the offense didn't help them out to get a run on the board to kind of ease them pitchers as they were coming in from the bullpen. So uh, not really much concern with a 4-3 and three record because you have to look at the teams that they faced. And then with Gonzaga coming in this week, another tough matchup. These clubs that we're mentioning, State, Gonzaga, Ole Miss, USM, no stranger to postseason play. And uh, a tough, I said it earlier, a tough preseason uh, slate of scheduling for USM. Yeah, it is. And uh, you did a good job kind of talking me off the ledge uh, there. Played good baseball on Sunday, uh, fought their way back in it, and then some defensive uh, miscues late hurt that Southern Miss club. When we talk about basketball, as we have with the other two schools, uh, Southern Miss 17-10 and on the year. They started that pod play uh, last Saturday, and you talk about a heartbreaker, man. UAB hit a three at the buzzer, descended into overtime, and then UAB was able to to win that ball game versus Southern Miss, and that one was a gut punch. A bank shot went in at the buzzer uh, for UAB, and credit UAB, they played well in the overtime, but Southern Miss has to rebound against a tough Western Kentucky team on the road, Jeff, this coming Saturday. Well, and USM fans that are listening to this podcast are no stranger uh, to the to the two uh, uh, names Western Kentucky. We see them on the football side as they've dominated Conference USA and passed. And then, of course, Western Kentucky right there in the basketball. So it's interesting to see this pod play 
uh, where you lose one and you're not necessarily bounced from the conference tournament. So uh, you can everybody has a bad night. So if you have a bad night, you can pick up. Uh, but it just gets a lot harder with that one loss uh, to start that pod play. Yeah, it doesn't help. You know, they're doing it maybe for the RPI, try to benefit the uh, conference to get two teams in the big dance. Uh, it's a, still an experiment. Right. Uh, to see exactly how this works. Uh, a friend of the podcast, Rick Cleveland, legendary sports writer here in our state, wrote a nice article about the pod system and it basically being just that, an experiment to see uh, how it works. And there's some pros to it, and there's definitely some cons. Well, uh, the verdict's still out on it. That's yet to be seen. But Southern Miss' next opponent is the Hilltoppers, as you described, over at Western Kentucky. Let's move uh, to the community college level. And as we do every week on this podcast, we'll check in with Pearl River Community College. Uh, Coach Avalon and that baseball program rolling. Nine and one on the year. Uh, got a sweep yesterday. They're ranked number eight in the country. Um, interesting in a sweep yesterday. Out of the two games, Jeff, they scored 29 right. runs. And they and, just loaded up. Man. Well, they've been hitting the ball, and their nine and one record of, as you mentioned, their first or their only loss coming to that very first game against a, a Jefferson College. Uh, that was a tough ball team coming in. Both teams, well, I mean, matched up, ranked, and then of course, as you mentioned. Uh, off the air, that was the only game that I was at, and they had that <laughs> loss. So uh, you said I might have been a little bad luck that game, but a nine and one record for Coach Avalon, uh, number eight in the in the country for JUCO. He's got him rolling, and the bats are definitely hot with the Wildcats. Yep, that lineup. I mean, they're just there's not a weak spot in that lineup. Some guys uh, familiar. Uh, to this area, so to speak. Izio in the middle of that lineup, he can certainly swing it, the freshman third baseman. And then Dexter Jordan, a kid they roll out at uh, second base, is is good. A high school player, I mean, he was phenomenal. So they those two guys that really shine at the high school level have turned that and, and really have done the exact same thing at the community college level. And then they, they award a pitcher of the week uh, for – Mississippi Juco and back-to-back -back weeks has been a Pearl River Community College guy. And so it was Paige the first week, Smith the second week. And so not only is it a loaded lineup, but plenty of pitching. And that's a fun club. Get up to Popperville and check out PRCC baseball. When you look at the other, uh, other side of it, basketball, uh, well, let's look at softball. Softball got a sweep. Uh, Coach White's crew got a sweep uh, yesterday. We've said it before. They're uh, kind of led by two Picune natives and Panera and Taggart have played a good softball for that club and they're starting to roll as well. Turning our attention to basketball, Coach Olney and his crew took a tough loss, Jeff, really right before we went on the air uh, here tonight to record this. Lost to a good East Mississippi club in the semifinals of the state tournament. Now that doesn't mean that they're done. They're done in a state tournament uh, but they'll line it up and go again uh, next week in the region tournament. And that's such a good team for Coach Oni. If my memory serves me for correctly, that's only their fourth loss on the year. So they'll be a tough out next week in that region 23 tournament. Yeah, and, you know, I've had the, the – uh, was was fortunate to go up there for Pro Over Central years. I mean, for Pro Over Community College years ago, and, and cover that region tournament. So right now, of course, you know the the basketball teams a a tough loss as you mentioned. Now they got a setback 
and they got to see where they're going to be seeded into this region tournament. It's hard to believe that they will not be in the region tournament, as we uh, just mentioned, with a record like that, and then being in the top, I say top 20, all year uh, for the basketball. Now it's just a waiting game uh, to see where you're going to be seeded as you get ready to play in that region play up at Mississippi College. Yeah, and you can bet uh, Coach Olney and his crew uh, will be ready to rock and roll. Will uh, come back from that loss strong. And that's such a talented lineup, and Coach Olney does such a good job with that crew. As we turn our ranks now to high school, we can uh, actually both of our uh, interviews this week will take care of our high school action. So we really don't have to speak a lot about high school action as Lavelle uh, Johnson, who you'll hear from on this podcast, will take care of the basketball side. We have a special interview with Landon Williams, a right-hander, a senior right-hander for Pearl River Central Blue Devils through a perfect game uh, last Friday night. He'll kind of let us in on that ball game but uh, just a couple things to mention Popperville and Picayune both of course underway as all of our high school baseball is softball underway Uh, so regardless of where you're listening in the state if you get a chance go out and support uh, your local high school program whether it be uh, softball baseball uh, track whatever it may be go um Pay the ticket and support your uh, local high school. Is this a, a, a fine event? Uh, most always that that I've watched a, a high school competition, Jeff. I've normally enjoyed myself. Yeah, it, it really is. It's uh, you know, as you mentioned, go out and support your local uh, high school affiliate and get involved with the, with each team. Of course, we've talked to coaches and we've talked to uh, sports and information directors. We've talked to presidents of junior colleges and we've talked to people and. One thing that they mention, each one of them, is the support, whether it be Booster Club or fans doing anything they can uh, to support the program. So get out there, buy a ticket, and, and go support these uh, these uh, fine establishments. And thank you again for listening. We appreciate all the support of not only uh, you as our listeners, but certainly our sponsors. Uh, so thank you, and we appreciate you listening. We'll be back next week. If you're looking to insure a new house, car, or motorcycle, give Advantage Insurance Company a call at 601-749-8790 or go by and see Shauna Oder or any one of her friendly agents and let them go to work for you. Advantage Insurance is located at 4201 Highway 11 North in Picayune. The days of hiding your money in a mattress or burying it in the backyard are long gone. Our friends at Bank Plus can help you save for a rainy day. Hurry in and let their friendly staff help you with all your banking needs. Stop by any of their locations today at 115 Williams Avenue and 951 Memorial Boulevard in Picayune or 105 North Main Street in Poplarville. Bank Plus is more than a name, it's a promise. Uh, The man of the hour, or at least the hour of last Friday night, Landon Williams, a big right-hander for Pearl River Central through a perfect game, and we're fortunate enough to be joined on the podcast tonight by Landon. And Landon, uh, congratulations, man, on that perfect game of victory over past Christiane last Friday night. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Landon, at what point, man, in a ball game uh, did you know that you had special stuff or that you were going to have a real special evening there? Oh, man, um, warming up, you know, I felt really fine. I felt like I could get a lot on it. And uh, the first two innings, I felt like I was struggling. Um, just missing spots. I mean, there weren't anything major. I just, you know, felt like I didn't have as much velo as what I used to. And um, around, like, the third inning, I don't know, we just 
got back on the bump and something clicked, I guess. I don't know. I just felt like I could get some more on it, and I was hitting, you know, more spots. Landon, just looking at the uh, box score and kind of following along later in a ball game, um, I see you, you mentioned the third inning, and it looked like your club got you a 6-0 to zero lead after two. Did that help you kind of settle in and relax? Uh, yes, sir. That uh, definitely started some momentum. And, uh, Landon, you, you talked about your bullpen. What type of conversations uh, do you have with Hayden and your um, warm-up, your catcher there, and then also uh, the staff after you've warmed up and kind of see what you have in the bullpen? Um, well, me and Hayden, we, uh, we go, you know, we're on the left field line all the way by the fence, and we're, uh, we're warming up. And when we, uh, when we go to the bullpen, you know, Coach Bob stands by me and Coach Walter come over there and they just, you know, make for sure I'm calm. If, you know, they can tell I'm nervous or, you know, just kind of anxious about the game, they're, they're just there to calm me down. And uh, Hayden, Hayden's the same thing, you know. They just make sure I'm real calm before the game. And, and Landon, as – as the game's going on, uh, when you just mentioned that you was missing some spots here and there, was there ever a point? And, and we'll keep it kind of, kind of mellow and kind of funny here. Was there ever a point where you kind of looked over at Coach Walter and he kind of looked at you? Was there ever a point that you thought you might come out after you was missing some of them? And and, and what about Coach Walter having all the faith in you to to leave you in and then end up with that perfect game? Oh, um, in the second inning. Yeah, I think there, there was a couple times where I think I got up to like a three-one or three-two count, and I got myself out. Uh, I, I I didn't really think about getting pulled or anything, but I just thought that you know it was going to lead up to me getting pulled, and I, I was kind of worried about that. Landon, you know baseball's a, a superstitious type ball game, and uh, when somebody's got a no-no going, or in your case, uh, the perfect game. Any uh, mentions, or did it start to feel weird in the dugout in between innings uh, when you got about midway through this thing and later in a ball game? Oh, um, I, I didn't even realize it to the uh, fourth inning. Um, I was on the. We just came in after the fourth, and I'd realized that uh, I, I hadn't gone from the stretch the whole game. I was in the windup, and I didn't really ask anybody, but I, I was just kind of had it in the back of my head. You know, my uh, You know, I'm throwing the perfect game right now, and um. Somebody actually came up to me and told me, but it was like when I just went on the mound, I kind of, you know, just forgot about it. Awesome, man. And Landon, you've been part of a program over the last few years, uh, a team that's won a state championship in recent history, uh, had a very good year again last year. What has it been like to be a part of that Pearl River Central program? Oh, man, it's awesome. Just, um, especially all the people that graduated last year, just watching them. Uh, there were so many that I looked up to, you know, and it, it was just awesome all four years. Like it was like every single year, the seniors that graduated, you know, there was just about all of them that I looked up to, you know, and they kind of, you know, motivated me. It was just awesome. And Landon, I know you, you, uh, you as well as the other players on that Blue Devil staff. Coach Walter alluded to it last week. You always talk about each other and lift each other up and and encourage each other. What is it like around that atmosphere to have the the hype uh, with Dunhurst back behind the plate and all the attention coming there in practice and the scouts coming? Uh, how does that help kind of lift the whole team up as a whole as y'all are a team at at Prover Central? Oh, um. You know, just with all the scouts there, uh, especially when they come to watch us play, it's just like those are like some of the best practices we have. You know, everybody's out there just giving them 110%. And 
it just seemed like when the when the scouts are there at the practice, that's just you know some of the best practices we had. Landon, man, continued success to you and the Blue Devils. We certainly appreciate your time tonight. And uh, once again, a tip of the cap to you. A, a perfect game or few and very far between. And so we wanted a chance to have you on and shine a little extra light on you. And we appreciate you taking the time here, man. Thank you all. Thank you, Landon. Yes, sir. Now we'll hear from one of our fine sponsors. Making decisions on when and where to further your education is a big step in life. So let Pearl River Community College be the destination for you. Pearl River offers the first two years of any major and over 42 career and technical programs. They have three locations to better serve your educational needs. The Hancock Center at 454 Highway 90 Suite D in Waveland. The Forest County Center at 5448 Highway 49 South in Hattiesburg and the main campus located at 101 Highway 11 North in Poplarville. Pearl River Community College. Roll, river, roll. Our friend from last week, and we get him again, Lavelle Johnson, to talk some high school hoops. And uh, Lavelle, we appreciated your time uh, last week, and our listeners uh, really appreciated uh, your knowledge of the game and what you had to say. So we figured we'd do it again, my man. Uh, what has transpired since the last time uh, we've gotten together in the state tournament, Lavelle. What's jumped out at you? Well, you know, um, we've had, you know, we're we're in the middle of the quarterfinal rounds um, due to, um, you know, um, delays in North Mississippi weather last week. A lot of games from last weekend were moved to Friday. I mean, from Friday, from, from uh, Saturday, were moved to Monday. And um, so those two that played Monday, the results of those games, they're playing to, um Thursday night. So we're in the middle of the quarterfinals. Half of them were played last night, and the other half will be played Thursday night. One score. Uh, I know you were at, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, and I think you covered uh, the Brandon Oak Grove game. Is that right, Lavelle? Yes, yes. I was at Brandon Oak Grove last night. Brandon threw it out an eight-point win over Oak Grove. But it was a hard-part game. It really was a tie game, one-point game, a very tight game, just over a minute left. It just, you know – Free throws and, and the third after Brandon got the lead, hitting free throws to start the game away was what opened that lead up. Yeah, and then a close game, um, a one that really got my attention, a close win for Meridian over Biloxi, just Biloxi's second loss on the season. But Meridian got the one when it counted, and they'll move on. Tell us what you know about that game, Lavelle. Well, um, you know, uh, you just – one word, one name, Ron Norman. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and a lot of eyes and a lot of people, that may be the best afternoon coach in the state. Um, he came in with a great game plan. You know, they actually opened the season against each other. And Biloxi had a substantial win over Meridian at the, uh, on the opening day. But I told people I was at that game. I told people, I said, well, I can see that Meridian is a team that has um, a lot of guys in different roles. And once Norman gets from the they're going to stay in their new roles and they figure out they're going to be they're going to be really good. I knew they were going to be really good at this year. And you know they they hit a, they um they started season one and two with losses to Biloxi and Starkville, and then they ran on like twenty plus in a row before a couple of stumbles here late in the season. So they then coming back into this game, Amon, what I understand, he um played a lot of zone press, slowed Biloxi down, and just kept the game at his tempo and. Kind of, kind of just managed the game and, and, and made, um, you know, made it into a, 
possession game, which is not really the luck of the game. They like to get up and down, pressure you, and they couldn't turn the game into an up and down game. And hey, they were able to pull it out down the stretch. Yeah, Coach Norman's won a lot of games, and uh, certainly. That one was a big one last night. Uh, two teams that are familiar to our listeners around these parts. Uh, Picayune on the short end of a Forest, County, a Forest Hill school. Uh, Forest Hill is just really, really good. Played a tough schedule all year long. Uh, tell us what you know about Forest Hill. And Picayune was actually leading that game at the half and gave a valiant effort, but just couldn't hold up there in the second half to Forest Hill. Yeah, well. Well, I was watching the scoreboard. I saw that. I was really surprised that Picky they, they they had a nice lead at halftime. And um, then when I saw the final, as far as he played a great, evidently played a very good second half and pulled it out because they, they kind of won by double figures. Um, you know, Farzil has two really, really good players, over two Danny Dozen players, um, uh, um, Keandre Montgomery mm-hmm. and um, um, Ken Evans, Mark Ken Evans. And the Montgomery um, you know, kid that, went nuts last night uh, from all yeah, accounts. Okay, well, I hadn't seen the scoreboard from the game, but he's a, I mean, Montgomery is a 6 feet long, um, long shooter. I mean, he has deep range. He's a very good pass, a solid ball handler, fairly athletic. He's got, he's got a lot of, um, lot of abilities. Um, Chin is a, Chin Evans is a, is a tall, long, rangy guard, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, long arm that really shoots the ball well. And then they've just got a lot of good um, role guys around them. You know, they've got guys that play the roles and play hard, and they're well coached um, by Coach Curry. And um, you know, they they um they like you say they're battle tested. They were they were in five eight panels. They were in the five eight panels last year. Um, and they so they're battle tested. They play a tough schedule um, right here around Jackson, and then they moved around. Took a few losses late in the season when they had some injury problems and a little bit for a few players. But they are, they are uh, like you say, battle-tested and, and, and just, you know, uh, understood what, what this part of the season was about. And, uh, Lavelle, just one more question, and then we'll hear from our, our sponsors. But the Hattiesburg team, uh, Coach Watson has his crew a, a victory over Long Beach last night. He has his crew headed to compete back in the Jackson. Uh, yeah, well, um, you know, they um, – they were in the quarterfinals last year, so they're they're no strangers to getting here. He's got uh he's got a, a slew of juniors that played a lot last year and have been carrying him this year. Um and he's uh you know, they're they're playing really well. Um he's um he he has them he has them clicking really well right now. Um uh, Nick Walker, Chris Lewis, um, they're two of them, um that uh, they play well for him. He has the uh, oh god, I can't remember his name. Thought they had a big game last night. <laughs> but um, he has another wing shooter that's a junior. That, that's really I think is his, his best player off the top of my head. I miss his name right now, but he had a big game for them. What I hear last night. So uh, he said they they're, they're a season team. Um, Ernie's a great coach. He's been here a number of times before, you know, and um, he just has them playing their best ball. It seems right now. Yep, and uh, let's hear a word from our sponsors, and we'll continue this interview with Lavelle Johnson after this word from our sponsors. Hey, folks, if you need that special sweet treat for birthdays, anniversaries, or just because, stop by and see our friends at Katie Cake and Company. They are located at 109 West Canal Street in Picayune. Let Katie Cake and Company satisfy your sweet tooth. Shh, your scale will never have to know. Mugshots Grill and Bar is a proud sponsor of the Talking Ball Y'all podcast. 
Mugshots is a place with great food, good drinks, a sporty atmosphere, and prices that keep the customers coming back for more. Visit one of their 17 locations throughout Mississippi, Louisiana, and Alabama. Mugshots Grill and Bar, every sports fan's destination. And we're back after that quick commercial break uh, uh, with Lavelle uh, Johnson uh, for the Mississippi Hoops. And Lavelle, you, we talked uh, last week when we when we were on the podcast or when you were on the podcast with us about some teams to watch. Now we're getting down, uh, as you said, the quarterfinals. Some games are going to uh, finish up tomorrow night. And you mentioned some teams last week. Are them are your eyes still on them teams uh, going in? Uh, to to get ready for state and compete for that title uh, in Jackson. Well, yes, I mean uh, in six A, you know, uh, we already have uh, Meridian and uh, Meridian and Brandon there. Um, we got you know the, the, the two matchups that will be played tomorrow: uh, Oxford and Starkville and Jackson Murray Tupelo. Um, with Velocity going out, you know, I don't want to discount Meridian or Brandon. They both had great seasons and strong, but. You have to make Starkville the favorite now. They're, you know, only one loss on the season. Um, they've been very strong all year. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk for them, but they, you know, you would think that they're the favorite at this point. Um, the Murrah Tupelo game is a very, um, you know, t- you know, Tupelo's at home. Murrah has traveled way to Tupelo from Jackson, so you'd have to make Tupelo the favorite, but I think it'll be a hard fought battle. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if it went the other way, but you have to make Tupelo the favorite at that point. So you will be looking at um, a Tupelo versus Meridian um, first round, I mean, semifinal game, and a Brandon versus Starville semifinal game. If, they, if things work out as they appear, they should. Um, in 5A, you know, we got a very big game tomorrow night in 5A. Um, you have Olive West traveling to Jackson to take on Jackson Calloway. Mm-hmm. And quite possibly, and, 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 and all, you know, no disrespect to, to um, Andre Montgomery at Far Hill, but the two most explosive players in the state are going to head up. Um, DJ mm-hmm. Jeffries from um, Olive Branch and uh, Deshaun Ruffin and Calloway, you know, they're, they've been lighting it up all year. Both of them are, are high level talents and high level scorers. Uh, you got, you know, two. Two programs. I mean, Olive Branch is the program right now in the state. Callaway, what can you say? They've won so many championships mm-hmm. over the last few years. You know, you've got it's a, it's a heavyweight battle that will go down tomorrow night um, for a semifinal berth in Jackson uh, at the Coliseum. Uh, you know, Callaway's at home. You have to figure they've got a fighting chance at home. Uh, you know, Olive Branch, uh, you've got to figure they're going to be, um, you know, have, have, have an eye on the, t- eye on the Tiger after taking that loss for seven years in the district championship and, and be keyed in. So that, that it's really an um, interesting toss-up outlook on that game tomorrow night. Um, LaVelle, LaVelle will you be at that uh, ball game tomorrow night? Oh, most definitely. Well, <laughs> tell our definitely. listeners, because I, I, I certainly have learned a lot from doing this, tell our listeners how they can follow along with you on Twitter and uh, get some of the updates that you'll put out from that game tomorrow night, if you would. Uh, okay, uh, my Twitter feed is at Shoeman J. Uh, my Twitter feed is at Shoeman J. I'll be tweeting, you know, updates for that quarter and maybe even a couple of other tidbits throughout the game. Uh, I'll probably, uh, sometimes I do it and sometimes I don't, but tomorrow I'll probably tweet out the, you know, the scoring total to release um, Ruffin and, and, and Jeffries tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I'll probably tweet those out tomorrow um, after the game. Uh, but they definitely can follow me at, uh, on Twitter at, at Shoeman J. 
Perfect. That's where everyone calls it. Yeah, and I've learned, uh, much like our, our football listeners are certainly familiar with following Brandon Shields and a job that he does, and he certainly does a good job with the basketball scene as well. But uh, your your Twitter feed has been a treasure uh, to me the past couple of basketball seasons since I found you. And uh, Lavelle, I know uh, after last week we didn't touch on 4A, so I'm going to give you a full opportunity uh, – to kind of lay the scene for our listeners on the 4A level. All right, well, 4A is approaching the, the semifinals, and we've already got uh, the, two, the two South teams have been decided. Um, you've got Florence and Raymond, who've both been hanging around the top 10 all year. Mm-hmm. Um, they've both been, uh, you know, they're, they're both winning the Jackson last year. Raymond is the two-time defending 4A champ. Um, uh, Florence has been in, in the Jackson, made the quarterfinal round the last two years. Florida is led by Jalen Ford, the um, Alabama signee, Danny Dozen player. Um, you know, Raymond has a Danny Dozen also. Um, and um, oh, mm. <laughs> I don't have my information in front of me. Uh, 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 um, 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 Ja'Cory Smith. And Ja'Cory Smith, they have a Danny Dozen player also. Um, and they've both made it there. Um, the interesting thing about South Mississippi is that um, the quarter, the, the quarterfinal round last night, the two games in the quarterfinal round in the South Mississippi last night, all four teams were from um, <laughs> were, were from Region Six Four Eight. That's um, incredible. The same region, and the, the, for the last two years, those the four teams from that region have represented the South in the round of, of uh, eight in um in in, in the Four Eight playoffs. That region has just been wow. dominant in South Mississippi. Mm. Um, in in the North, we have two games tomorrow. Uh, we have Bahia visiting Louisville. Um, which is kind of the, um, the, 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 the wild card division because neither one of those have been ranked or really gotten a lot of notoriety. Uh, but Hayes has been a pretty consistent visitor to Jackson over the years, though. Uh, Louisville is, is, is kind of building up, building their program up, and they've gotten to this point, so that's an interesting battle there. The other game is uh, Gentry versus Pontotoc, which is, you know, everyone, a lot of people have come to Jackson have seen Gentry and Jackson a lot over the last few years. They've made a lot of runs at Jackson. They're a very good contender in 4A, but just haven't been able to get to that championship game. Um, and Pontotoc has is, 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 is had a really strong season up north this year. They've creeped into the rankings until late into the year. Um, they're, they only have two losses on the season. Um, they're led by um, sophomore Rock Robinson. Um and uh, they also have a freshman that I've got to in mind that has been very productive for them also. So they're young. They're, they're, they're led by um, Coach uh, Riley Kipler, who has made three straight trips to the 1A state championship mm-hmm. game at Ashland, and he moved to Palmatite this year. So he's no stranger mm-hmm. to to playing in the state tournament and playing for state championships. Although, you know, you've got, you there is a difference in the 4A level and the 1A level, but he's... He, you know, he's a veteran coach, and he stepped over there, and he's really gotten Pontotoc playing at a high level this year. So, um, you know, it's going to be a tough road for Gentry. They have to go through Pontotoc. It's a long ride. Pontotoc did very good. You have to think Pontotoc's the favorite. Um, you know, and so those are the teams that's left. If I recall right, um, the matchups will be Florence and Pontotoc and the Pontotoc Gentry winner in one semifinal, and Raymond and the Bahia Louisville winner in the other semifinal. Um, you know, you, um, you really have – Three high power, you know, you really have a good set of teams getting there. Um, you know, like I said, Bahia and Louisville are not household names, but I promise you they're going to bring it if they get there. They're going to mm-hmm. be competitive. Um, the Florence, the Florence Pontotoc game is, would be a, 
uh, a very, you know, big highlight game at the Coliseum, considering that fourth playing and the, the season that both of those teams have had. Um, you know, you, just like in every division, you've got a big, big semifinal game. Uh, we didn't, we didn't uh, touch on it in 5A, but actually, if Callaway, the, the Callaway Olive Ranch winner has to play Forest Hill in the semifinal. So that's mm. obviously going to be a big game now, also. Um, big game now, also. And then we didn't mention the Center Hill. Is hosting Cleveland Central tomorrow night, which you know Cleveland—that's a big—that's um—that's going to be a tough road for Cleveland Central. But they've gotten two upsets on the road already at getting to this one. But if you you know you have to figure Center here's the favorite, and should they get there, they'll be matched up with Hattiesburg. So you got really what looks to be two really good games in the semifinals in um in, in Jackson and Five A. So the semifinal matchups are, are, are getting we're getting down to the semifinals and we've got some really intriguing and high power matchups coming up in all three divisions. Yeah, absolutely. And just what it should be uh, this time of year, right? Lavelle going to put on a show uh, there in Jackson and it'll be a good showcase uh, for basketball for our state. Definitely, definitely. It's always we always have a very uh, good a good turnout, a, a lot of good action in Jackson. A lot of good games. That's where stars. That's where some of the stars are made in Jackson. It looks like if you want your star to shine, perform in the perform on the big stage at the state tournament. That's exactly right. And Lavelle, we appreciate uh, you joining us the last two weeks as you've become a a regular man. And we certainly appreciate uh, your time and your knowledge about uh, the fine game of basketball. Thank you, Lavelle. Well, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. Please give me a call anytime. I love it. I love. It. Do the show for you. Oh, thank you, Lavelle. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Stay tuned for more episodes in the weeks to come.